book of Acts. And we're going to take probably the next couple of weeks, we're going to do some little, uh, a little mini-series, if you will. It's kind of a, along the ideas, let's see if we have a slide here. Aha. We're going to be talking about extreme makeover, the life edition here. So, Sunday night, some of you might watch extreme makeover, the home edition. This morning, Sunday mornings, we're going to talk about the life edition. So we're going to take a few weeks to talk about ways that we might have our lives made over, some things turned around, some things transformed, if you will. And so, um, but before we get started, and we also have some goodies for you guys this morning, too. If you, if you chose to visit us this morning or if you came back as a regular customer here, uh, we've got some goodies for you. So hopefully that'll be fun. Get excited. Um, so we'll go ahead and pray, and we'll get started with this. So let's we'll just bow your heads together with me here. Oh, Heavenly Father, we do thank you for this, this beautiful day. We thank you for giving us life today. Um, Lord, I pray that you would join us for this time, that you would speak to us. I pray that your spirit would be touching our hearts, that you'd be speaking to us through your word, that you would help to make us more like your son. God, I pray that uh, you might motivate us or inspire us as it relates to the subject we're talking about, as it relates to memorizing your word, um, putting it on our hearts. So we just ask that you would make the most of this time. God bless us graciously. Uh, we ask in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. Well, this morning we are going to be talking along the subject of memorizing God's word. And uh, I kind of think of... Uh, Memorizing God's Word, it reminds me a little bit of jogging, if you will. I don't know if you guys see the connection automatically, or I should explain it to you. I'll explain it to you. Um, but anyways, jogging is kind of like jogging. How many of you know the benefits of jogging? Pretty much we all know the benefits of jogging. Now, how many of you have been regularly jogging this week? Okay, not too many of us, a few of us. Okay, well, you know, in some ways I feel like memorization of God's Word is kind of like the same thing. We all know the benefits of memorizing, but sometimes we can lack the motivation to get started. You know, um, that's how I'm feeling right now. With jogging, I've been trying to pick up jogging myself, and I got a pair of running shoes for Christmas, and slowly but surely I've been getting out there, and on the warm days it's awesome, the colder days not so awesome. And um, But I feel like uh, in my spiritual life, I think God wants to help me get motivated to memorize Scripture. And as pastors, we really feel like it's a, a new chapter God has for our whole church, that He wants us to grow more spiritually fit, if you will, through memorizing and becoming more Christ-like. So a few goals um, that we have this morning. One is just to start the process of getting more fit spiritually as it relates to memorizing Two is um, we're going to commission um, the whole church here to start memorizing verses together. And that relates to the gift that we have for you here in a second. If our ushers will get ready to distribute said gifts, it would be wonderful. Um, uh, and then uh, the last thing, I hope that this starting to memorize verses together will overflow into your lives individually. That each one of us might get a little momentum a little more momentum uh, to start memorizing God's Word in our own lives than apart from what the whole church is doing together here. So um, if our lovely assistants would get our gifts going here, that would be wonderful. Please rise and please, this is your cue. <laughs> okay, it's everybody else's cue too. But uh, we have, um, you'll be receiving uh, three things here. Hopefully, you'll need a pen. So um, make sure if you don't have a pen that you get one that gets passed out here. You're going to receive uh, one of these books, just like this. It's uh, 
each one of you um, gets to receive one of this. If you're visiting with us, it would be a gift to you. Take it with you. Um, but it's a topical memory system by the navigators, and it's a really uh, helpful tool when it comes to memorizing God's Word. The other thing you're going to get is a little uh, little packet, something like this. You'll get an empty little packet to put your verse cards in. This, this book is full of verse sheets. You kind of break them out and you stick them in your packet. You get your packet, you stick it in your wallet and haul it around with you wherever you go. So, I'll let you guys, we'll let those get passed out here for a second. Alright. Pens, book, and a little plastic packet. So we're hoping for... Okay. Okay. So as you get your uh, as you get your special gifts here, um, uh, what we're going to do this morning for notes instead of a handout, instead of a PowerPoint, my hope is that each one of you will use the front cover of your booklet here to write down the notes I'm going to share with you here. We're going to look at basically what we're going to look at this morning is a few reasons of why we should memorize scripture. We're going to look at a few practical tips on how to do it, or how to do it more efficiently, maybe. So uh, that's, that's what we're going to cover. And for the purpose, again, of uh, memorizing verses together as a whole church, and for getting some momentum, motivation, memorizing verses in our own personal lives here. So, okay, how many of you have your booklets? Mine shaking them, holding them up. I'm going to make sure, all right. How about a pen? Got pens out there? A few of you that don't have pens, I'm going to get the ushers on you. Uh, Hope you will be taking notes. And then your packet, you can use your packet for later, but that's the goal of the packet is just to, uh, as we start uh, pulling verses out of the, the book here, and in the middle of the book you might find too along the way is a section C has a little uh, a little card that says, this packet, this pack belongs to name, address, phone number. If found, please return uh, to the above address or something like that. But you might throw that in your packet because if there's going to be However many cards we have floating around here, you might want to have your name on it. If it gets returned to the pastors, we will find you and we will ask you why you don't have your packet on you. So, um, no, I mean that in a loving way. Um, so here we go. So if you would, get your booklet and you could choose, uh, you know, either the front or the back cover area. But what we're going to do is uh, just kind of fold it over or use it some way so that you can write your notes right on here. And the first thing I'm going to give us is uh, just some reasons why. Why would we memorize God's Word anyways? Um, and you might, if you're going to number, you want to think ahead, uh, there's going to be six reasons. And I'm going to try to go through them fast here because like my wife said, we aren't going to have enough time for all six of them if I try to cover them all. So she also said, you know, if you give them six reasons, they're not going to remember all six of them. And that's okay. My hope is that out of all these reasons, you remember one of them. You only need one really good reason to get memorizing Scripture. I'm going to give you six options, but really I hope one of them sticks with you and, and gets you uh, motivated to start memorizing God's Word here. So uh, the first reason is this. first reason why memorize God's Word. The first one is this. It might be the, the main one. It relates to the title here. Because it will transform you. Why memorize God's Word? Because it will transform you. 
You know, uh, there's a verse that comes with this one. We could, uh, I'll read it to you. Uh, if you have a Bible, you can try to get there. But I know you've got a few items to manage here. Um, so Romans chapter 1 and verse 2 says this. It's kind of a command and a promise uh, all wrapped up into one here. But it says this. Do not conform any longer to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, His good, pleasing, and perfect will. But there's, there's a command in it. The first command it says, Hey, don't conform to the pattern of this world that you're living in. Don't conform to it. Don't let it press you into its mold of worldly and temporary living. But be transformed. Um, it comes from the Greek word relating to a metamorphosis. Be transformed by renewing your mind with God's Word. And so uh, you will be transformed if you let God's Word work on you. Another verse you might write down, uh, just on that same point, we won't look it up, but it's 1 Thessalonians 2.13. that talks about how Paul gave him the Word of God, which was not like the Word of men. The Word of God is actually God's Word, and it works in people who believe. God's Word works on us. Um, Let's see here. So, I was going to start off just by, by asking, you know, whether you're a Christian or not, whether you're uh, trying to figure out your faith or you've been following Christ for a while, my guess is that every one of us in this room has some facet of our life that we would like to see change. Is that, is that true? Anyone, have, anyone think they're done, good to head to heaven now? Um, Lord, that person right over there? No. Um, uh, we all have areas, if you look over your life, if you're honest about it, there's areas that we would all like to change. I'm going to throw out just a list of things that maybe you want change in. Maybe you want transformation. Um, uh, different categories from, uh, let's see here. Maybe it relates to fears, overcoming fears or insecurities. Maybe you need some direction or clear guidance in your life. You need to go from maybe confusion to clarity. Uh, Maybe you want to change some habits in your life. There's some habits you've been meaning to change for a while, but you just can't. Maybe there's things related to anger, anger management, or strengthening your faith, faith, trusting God more. Maybe there's some things you want to change in related to marriage, or parenting, or, um, or your character, being a person who keeps your word. Um, maybe there's other areas, growing in confidence, overcoming... Um, confidence growing and maybe feeling acceptance from God, from others. Maybe you deal with loneliness and depression. Maybe you've suffered from hurts in your life that you've just not been able to get over. But I encourage you to honestly pray and search your life and see if there's something you'd like to change in. And I would like to offer you this promise that um, it says it like this in the New Living Translation, this verse that we just read here, Romans uh, Romans 12, 2. But it says this, Don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you will know what God wants you to do, and you will know how good and pleasing and perfect His will really is. Let God transform you by changing the way you think. We're going to look at memorizing verses for the sake of transforming some area of our lives. We all have them. I look at this list and I, I think of things that I'd like to be growing in related to, um, you know, different ones from working more diligently, working harder and more efficiently, um, things related to 
being a better leader of leading my wife and my children, growing and, and being a man of vision, and just some of these things that I, I think God is speaking to me that if I want change in those, He wants to use His Word to transform me in these areas. And um, The next thing we look at, another reason, is it will help you overcome sin. Point two here, memorizing God's Word will help you overcome sin. And you might write the verse down in Psalm 119.11. I think it says, from memory, uh, I have hidden your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. You can check me on that, but I'm pretty sure that's what it says. And if it's not in your translation, I'm sure it is in a different one. Um, But I've hidden your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. You know, maybe there's an area of your life that specifically, it's not just something you want to grow in or improve in or change, but something where there's been sin. Maybe there's things of disobedience. Maybe there's things related to lacking self-control. Maybe eating disorders. Maybe sexual sin or temptation. Maybe fighting off obsessiveness or selfishness or just plain old vanity. Maybe there's areas that God wants to use His Word to transform you to overcome sin specifically. Another point, point three here is um, to, to memorize God's Word to equip you for spiritual warfare. To equip you for spiritual warfare. If you remember, a number of months ago we did a series going through the book of Ephesians. Ephesians chapter 6, we talked about spiritual warfare. We we talked about the truths that we see in the Bible. Two things you you can know for sure is that um, one of them is that God loves you and has a plan for your life. It's kind of one of the, the mantras of Campus Crusade for Christ. God loves you and has a wonderful plan for your life. The other mantra is kind of more the mantra of the devil. The devil hates you and would love to destroy your life. The devil hates you. Everyone in this room he hates and would love to destroy your life and your faith. And you better be very sure about that. And so in the context of that, Paul was writing how to be engaged in spiritual warfare. And he said this um, chapter 6 of Ephesians, verse 17. You can write down 17 and 18. But he says, take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. And pray in the Spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. But the sword of the Spirit, he says, hey, get the sword of the Spirit ready for the fight here. If you remember when we did this uh, a number of months ago, this past summer, we took a, we used as an illustration a nice sword. There we go. This, uh, this sword was donated to the firehouse by Patrick Linden. No, he didn't donate it. I think he wants it back. Um, but this is a, a model of the sword that might have been referred to in the times. It was probably the, uh, the most you know, likely sword that we're referring to in the context of these writings. It's the Roman gladius, I believe it's called. It's a double-edged sword that they used um, throughout the Roman Empire. The, the Bible talks about like Hebrews... 4.12, it says that God's Word is living and active and sharper than any double-edged gladius. And we talked about uh, how when we're praying and we're fighting in this battle that um, it's kind of often like a sword fight against the devil and his demons, maybe in our prayer life, maybe uh, as we go about life, we, we live on a battlefield. Sometimes we uh, don't realize that, but it's true always. But, um, and we talked about the greatest sword fight ever in the Bible, and in my opinion was uh, Matthew chapter 4. 
It's where the devil himself is tempting Jesus. And Jesus was quoting Scripture. He was using the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. And the devil said, hey, you've been fasting for 40 days. You're hungry. Why don't you tell these stones to become bread? And Jesus said, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. And then the devil's like, okay, I can use the Scripture too. And he said, uh, you know, throw yourself down and uh, the Lord will command his angels concerning you. Quoting from Psalm 90, I believe. And, and Jesus countered that by saying, It is also written, Do not test the Lord your God. And then the devil takes him on the scene to have him, Jesus bow down and worship him. And he says, If you bow down and worship me, I'll give you all this. And Jesus said, The final flash, Away from me, Satan, for it is written, You shall worship the Lord your God and serve him only. And Jesus gave us an example of fighting a spiritual battle with the sword of the Spirit. And one thing we can sometimes not connect is that your sword and your spiritual life relates directly to how many verses you have written on your heart. You see, when you fight the spiritual battle of the devil, you don't get to, you know, um, walk around and have your Bible with you all the time. Jesus had these things written on his heart and was able to fight with the sword of the Spirit. So sometimes... We're engaged in this war. Instead of having a gladius to strike and defend and fight for our brothers and sisters in Christ, we, due to the verses we do or do not have memorized on our hearts, might have something that's a little more like this. A rusty, old, old-timer pocket knife. Away from me. Scoot back. Leave me alone. Uh, there's a verse that says, like, away. Scoot. And we try to fight the spiritual battle for souls on this planet with a rusty, old, dull pocket knife. Does that describe the verses you have memorized? Does that describe your spiritual life? I, I hope if it does, you're, you're willing to consider substituting that, maybe upgrading, and uh, maybe working on it. Then the next step, on maybe a K-bar knife, something else you're bigger, and until you, until you get a sword that's ready for serious warfare for God's kingdom. We need to memorize God's Word to be equipped for spiritual warfare. Uh, let's see here. Next point we have. I believe it's number four. And I lost my page. Here we go. Number four is that it will, be, it, it will help you share your faith more boldly. Memorizing God's Word will help you share your faith more boldly, more confidently, just more in general. And so... Um, some of you, that might be the area you want to transform. It's been a while since you shared your faith or shared with power or effect. Maybe that's something you would like to see. And I want to encourage you that God can transform you in that area if you write His Word on your heart. And some different uh, examples I think of just in my own life. Um, when I first began sharing my faith, my testimony, there were just a few verses. I didn't know a lot about the Christian life or the Bible or memory, but I just had a few verses that were written on my heart. And I started using those to share. I go, well, I know this verse. I know God has changed my life. I know 2 Corinthians 5.17. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he's a new creation. The old is gone. The new has come. Um, and, and I started sharing that verse. I was like, hey, this is my old life. Here's, here's what it was like. You can ask my roommates. You can ask whatever. Here's what my life's like now. And Christ has changed it. Faith in Jesus Christ. And um, I would encourage you to start memorizing verses related to your testimony. Maybe there's a verse that you think of that God used in your life. That was one He used with me. I desperately wanted change. I could not get it on my own. When, when I became a believer in Christ, 
He made me a new creation, and the old was gone. Um, another thing is that you can memorize verses just related to this, sharing your story. You need, need to memorize verses related to sharing his story. This pack of verses that we have here, the whole section on being a better witness for Christ. That um, if you've been scared in sharing your faith, or you um, you know just avoid it because you just don't feel equipped. I want to let you know I think one of the ways to get extremely equipped and confident in sharing about Christ is to memorize verses, the, the things that God says about what His Son has done. Um, you know, I think there was at one point D.L. Moody, who was a great evangelist in the late 1800s, at some point someone kind of corrected him and they said, um, you know, it's, um, it's, not your, it, it's God's Word that saves lives, not your commentary on it. God's Word saves lives. It saves souls. If we go around trying to paraphrase, oh, this is what God says, something like this, and this. No, if you point them to God's Word, they can cling to God's promise. God will save them because we cannot. We're only trying to connect people with His promises about eternal life through Jesus, forgiveness through Jesus. But anyway, you need to memorize verses related to His story. We've got, I think, eight or so that we'll go through if we memorize this pack of verses. I know when we went through the outreach class, there's a course we did up in Fort Collins there that, uh, you know, I was young in my faith. I didn't know how to share. I was trying to figure it out. But the church started up this class. I signed up for it. It was roughly a 12-week class. Within 12 weeks, we had to memorize 33 verses and a number of transition phrases. And it was a pretty serious deal. And... Most of those verses I still remember word for word. Some of them are a little rusty. Hopefully we'll get the rust off here this time around. But um, I know that God has used me to share the gospel a number of times specifically because I memorized some of his verses on salvation and on eternal life. I encourage you to be ready to do the same. Um, another thing also is just it makes you a better witness because if you have a verse written on your heart, the Holy Spirit can bring it to mind. Sometimes I think we get a little tricked in thinking that one of the verses says, you know, uh, say, persecution throw you in jail and you're called to give testimony the Spirit will give you words to say at the time. Sure, that's true. The Spirit will give you words to say. But that's very different than the Spirit bringing to mind a verse you've never even heard of in your life. I rarely, uh, I'd say I'd never heard a Christian quote a verse word for word from the Bible that they had not written on their heart. They may say some things, they may say some things similar to the Bible, uh, you know, a dim, dimly lit version of it, but you want the Holy Spirit to work through your life powerfully, write the Word of God on your heart. And I remember a time where we were up at Colorado State, and this mission team came in from uh, Missouri, uh, University of Missouri, which Christian, there is. it was a team from How Christians Lay. One of the guys that Christian knew as well was leading it. And, and they did this thing at the Colorado State University where they had a debate. And they passed out a bunch of flyers and they invited everyone to come attend this. And um, during that, a number of people showed up and they just asked questions. We just designed it kind of be a large Q&A, bring your toughest question, try to stump the pastor. Um, and I remember at one point someone asked a question, this guy in the audience, he said... Uh, you know, he just, he's like, yeah, well, I don't believe the Bible. And all because what about all the people in Africa or uh, South America jungles that have never heard about Jesus? How in the world could they ever get saved and stuff like that? And he was allowing people, he was mediating the time and answering the tough questions, but he also allowed anyone sitting in the room to, to answer it. So I remember I had memorized some verses related to that very question. And I raised my hand, and I don't know what I was doing, but all of a sudden I just... I spit out these verses that I had written on my heart. One of them was from Acts 17, 26, and a number of verses about how God knew 
uh, each person and where they would and when they would seek out to them. The other one was uh, from Psalm 19, verses 1 through 4, that says, uh, The heavens declare the glory of God. The skies proclaim the work of His hands. Day after day they pour forth speech. Night after night they display knowledge. There is no, no speech or language where their voice is not heard. Their voice goes out into all the earth. Their words to the ends of the world. And I just started saying things, and I was just like, when I was done, I was like, uh, you know, I was just like shaking, going like, uh, you know, I tried to explain, you know, God's creation speaks, and it's irregardless of any language. His creation speaks in a universal language that gets people's attention. And if that doesn't catch their attention, then, you know, they're not going to believe in the Son of God if they don't even believe in the Creator God first. And I just felt like God used me, and I was just left like, of kind of, when you write God's scripture on your heart and the Holy Spirit speaks through it, I think of it as like the reverse of like a lightning rod. You know, a lightning rod gets struck and the electricity goes down to wherever it goes. I think when you memorize God's word and the Holy Spirit works, it's like the other way. Lightning comes from within, from God's spirit, and it just uh, expresses itself through you in extremely powerful ways. If you want to grow and be in a better witness for Christ, write His word on your heart. Number five here is... Um, Let's see, when you memorize God's Word, it will help you meditate on it. When you memorize God's Word, it will help you meditate on it. Um, a real good verse on this that we're going to memorize as we go here is Joshua 1.8. And this is one I need to brush the dust off. I think I could give it a stab here. But Joshua 1.8, um, there's probably someone in the audience that could do this as well. Joshua. It says this. Do not let this book of the law depart from your mouth. Meditate on it day and night, so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Then you will be prosperous and successful. But it talks about meditating on God's Word. Sometimes we think that memorizing is kind of the goal. Memorizing is not the goal. Memorizing is a means to an end. You know, we don't get to heaven and, you know, come before... Christ and he says Jesus says okay how many verses did you memorize in this life and you go well I got this one this one this one book of Ephesians I got that Um, you know I think God cares more not about how many verses you've memorized in this life but how many verses you've lived out and um, memorization is just a step to help you one to meditate on it when you meditate on God's word it gives you thoughts on how to live it out how to apply it to your life I think meditating on God's word is one of the um probably most underestimated disciplines in the Christian life. A couple of verses, you can write down another verse on that one, is um, Psalm 39.3. That one says, um, let's see, my heart grows hot within me, and as I meditate, the fire burns, then I, sp- then I spoke with my tongue. And it's just the idea that as you meditate, you want to get more passion for God, if your relationship with Christ, meditate on His Word and see if you do not have a fire that burns in your heart that eventually gets to the point where you cannot help but express it. And I've found there's a, when you meditate on God's Word, it unleashes a greater power than just reading it. Oh, I've read that verse before. Why don't you think on it? Why don't you meditate? Sometimes meditating can scare. That word seems a little like, yeah, you know, I meditated while I was doing my yoga and had my quiet time. It's not... Uh, you know, meditating doesn't have to be some new agey sort of thing. Um, as a matter of fact, if you've ever, how many of you ever worried before? You ever worried or been anxious? You have all the tools you need right there to meditate. It's, meditating is just a very focused thinking, not on your worries or on your fears, 
but on God's Word and God's truth. And if you know how to worry, you can easily turn that into meditating on God's Word. And I like in uh, meditating to uh, kind of like unleashing God's just power from the verse. It's like a, it's like nuclear nuclear energy or something like that. I've used this analogy before, but it's kind of like um, if you know anything about a, a nuclear submarine, anyone? There's Jason. He's in the Navy. He probably was on a nuclear sub. Do you do any nuclear submarine action? Or, but um, on these submarines, they have they're powered solely solely by nuclear energy. But but what they do in that is you take these little pellets of uh, you know like uranium or something like that. You stick a few of these pellets together in a rod. You take a number of these rods. You submerge them in these chemicals uh, as a part of the nuclear reactor. But these chemicals start this reaction going, and this little thing of uranium begins to just emit huge amounts of energy, which heats the the stuff they have there, the liquids they have there, which then drives the turbines, which crank out electricity. And with a few small pellets and rods, you can uh, fuel an entire nuclear warship. And and I think God's Word is a lot like that. Some of these you can underestimate, just a little verse. And once you start meditating on it and unleash the power, it can do huge things in your life. And I think we need to think of it that way. Memorize so that you can meditate on God's Word. The last one here is um, point six of why to memorize is, is really memorize so that you can obey it. You know the goal of it all is that we obey it. Um, and really any one of these steps you can go straight from reading it to obeying or studying and obeying, meditate and obey, uh, memorize and obey. But I like how Joshua 1.8 here it says, meditate on it day and night. Why? So that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Why do you meditate? So that you can do it. So that you can figure out how to apply it to your life. And then transformation occurs. Um, that powerful change is unleashed. So meditate on it so that you can do it. You might also write down James 1.22. Um, it talks about do not only be here and so deceive yourself. Do what it says. That's what it's there for. Not just to memorize. And I know um, sometimes we can have a challenge as we get memorizing where I bumped into some people before that had large chunks of Scripture memorized. You know, like the Pharisees back in Jesus' days had huge chunks of Scripture memorized. The only problem was what? They didn't do it. It was like they puffed up their head thing. They memorized, you know, first five books of the Bible or something like that and they thought they were cool and they got their castles. But they didn't do it. And... We have to watch out for that ourselves. I remember one time I was at a, an event up in Fort Collins, and there were these guys that were, oh, they were being really rough, you know. And we, were, we were down here in Denver in the firehouse. We were growing and kind of like being young men of dignity, not roughhousing so much, not, you know, tackling your friend that you haven't seen for a while, take them to the ground and take out any bystanders in the way or whatever. But there were these guys that were being rough at this meeting, these guys and girls there, and these guys were punching the heck out of their knuckles. They were just going like this. And they're, you know, they're slapping each other's knuckles. A lot of people around, you know, someone could have got one of those in the jaw or whatever. But these two guys were also leaders, you know, and, and they had, I thought, they had a higher bar in their life for how they were behaving. And so I pulled them aside and I said, hey, you guys, um, you know, I just read a verse recently that just talked about letting your gentleness be evident to all. And one of them just blurts out, yeah. Philippians 4, that's just a big deal. And he just went through, he had the whole chapter memorized. Um, but he just wasn't doing it. And so it was kind of self-convicting, I think, where he goes, I know exactly what you're saying. I just 
Oh yeah, I should do that. Another time I was talking to a guy that um, was dealing with some, oh, maybe countenance issues. was just kind of down and glum and, you know, kind of always uh, Eeyore sort of attitude. You know, the Lord me. And I was like, you know, there's a lot of verses in the Bible that say, rejoice. As a matter of fact, rejoice always. And I was sharing this with the guy and he's like, oh yeah. Philippians 4, 4, rejoice always. Again, I say rejoice. Yeah, now go do that. And um, we have to watch out. It's not about memorizing huge chunks. It's about doing the ones that you know. Put it into action or you will become deceived. So there's a few reasons why you should do it. I hope one of those spurs you on to desiring to memorize Scripture a little more here. And the next thing we're going to look at is um, some practical tips. Just a few practical tips on how to memorize them. Um, some of these are more practical. Uh, a few of them have some verses with them as well. Some of them are just some what I've been taught over the years and some of what God has taught me. Um, but the first one is some practical tips for memorizing. Uh, and the first one is just, just have, have it with you always. Have it. Have a Bible with you. Have your memory verses with you. We're going to be carrying around these packets. My point, my encouragement to all of us is have them with you. Have them with you always. You know, I think we could grow as a church and in general as being a people who carries the Bible around with them. Sometimes we'll be talking to someone and if we get the rare opportunity to witness to someone, we'll be like, yeah, I remember this verse. It's totally, I think it relates to what you're talking about. I just can't remember. It's Old Testament somewhere, New Testament. I don't remember. Um, have a Bible with you, but more than that, have your memory verses with you. Now, we're going to have some fun with that. We might make sure you got them in your pocket or we'll do some push-ups if you don't. Um, I was trying to get my wife to buy into that idea. She wasn't going for that. But, you know, one of the verses that uh, relates to this is Deuteronomy 6.4. It says this, Hear, O Israel, Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength. These commandments that I give you today are to be upon your hearts. Impress them on your children. Talk about them when you sit at home and when you walk along the road and when you lie down and when you get up and tie them as symbols on your hands and bind them on your foreheads. Write them on the door frames of your houses and on your gates. You want to memorize God's word practical tip, have it with you all the time. Whether it's a Bible, a pocket Bible, your memory verses, you've got to have it with you to memorize it. And then, and then if you have it with you, Pull it out and read that instead of, you know, searching the web or reading the whatever, you know, that we'd read in place of God's Word. Just have them with you always. Have it accessible. The next one is, um, this might be an obvious one when it comes to memorizing, but it's the practice, practice, practice. When it comes to memorizing, it has a lot to do with just practicing. There's a verse, you can write this one down, it's Proverbs 22:29. How many of you remember this verse? Proverbs 22:29. He's taking the outreach class. It's one of the very first verses they start with. It says, Do you see a man skilled in his labor? He will serve before kings. He will not serve before obscure men. If you want to be skilled at something, what do you have to do? Practice, practice, practice. Tiger Woods didn't accidentally get good at golf. He's practice, practice, and practice. Michael Jordan was not accidentally good at basketball. He practiced, practiced, practiced. He had a lot of things maybe going for him, but he practiced, practiced, and practiced. You want to be skilled with God's Word, you need to practice. Um, and review and review and, and keep going. But uh, another one here, that, that may be obvious, but we have to make sure we do that. The next one is memorize verses that God speaks to you personally. You want to memorize a, a way to help you memorize? Memorize those ones that God has given to you. 
A verse you might write down with that one is Jeremiah 15, 16. And it says, uh, When his words came to me, uh, I ate them. They were my joy and my heart's delight. Jeremiah is saying, When God's word came to me, I internalized them. I brought them into my heart. They were my joy and my heart's delight. One way to just memorize verses is, is to take ones that God has given you and put them on your heart. You know, I think a, a great example of this that I, I've seen over the years is my dear wife, Morgan. She has a, a little catalog of verses that a lot of times when she's faced with different challenges in life or the hard things she's going through, she will, uh, I like the way she goes about it. It's a good example to me. But she starts off with just journaling, kind of just journaling Here's where I'm at. You know, just put it all out on the table, God. I'm overwhelmed. I'm this, I'm that. Whatever it is. And she writes it in a journal and then goes to the Word and says, God, speak to me now. Here's the context. Speak to me. And then when he gives her a verse right smack in the middle of that, she'll write it down. And in some of them, the more important ones, she'll memorize them. And I stole a few from her memory system here just to... Um, Maybe pass on. Some of them might connect more with some of the women in the audience. I, I realize that uh, not all the women are as excited about the sword as I am, but um, there's some other verses that things that might resonate with you. But one of them relates to, to identity and image here. And this is Second uh, Corinthians 10:12. I believe this is in the New Living Translation, but it says this related to identity, how you feel about yourself, how you compare yourself maybe to others. Because we do not dare to classify or compare ourselves with some who commend themselves when they measure themselves by themselves and compare themselves with themselves. They are not wise. But there was just a, a dealing with comparing, dealing with image and identity. And it says here, when you compare to someone else, even you compare against yourself, you are not wise. Don't do that. A verse like that might speak to you. Another one, you know... Um, this one was dealing with, oh, I think the idea Morgan and I were talking about, but the idea is sometimes you can try to uh, live the Christian life by having everything perfect. If you get everything perfect, you know, that's the Christian life there, how to live life perfectly. And she was finding out as she tried to live life, she couldn't do it perfectly. There were some areas that just she could not get exactly how she wanted them. And uh, in the midst of some troubles and trials related to that, she prayed for a verse and God gave her this one, Psalm 119.96. It says, Even perfection has its limits, but your commands have no limits. Even perfection has its limits, but your commands have no limits. And it's the idea that you want to try to make things perfect yourself. There is only one who can make things perfect, and that is God. And if you're seeking a perfection or an order or something that's outside of God's perfection, it's going to let you down. I guarantee it. God will not let you down. He can bring perfection. Uh, his perfection has no limits. Yours surely does. So those are just some thoughts there on memorize those verses that God speaks to you personally. I've got a, uh, a number of those myself, but I decided to share some great examples there. Um, another one, this is just a real practical one, is just maybe when you're memorizing, walk and memorize. Take your, take your things with you, walk and memorize. And uh, I think it... It just helps you get out. Maybe if you're on a prayer walk or something, you have the ability to walk and memorize. I know my wife just does these at home. Maybe if the kids are napping or early in the morning. But um, I remember a time where God really brought some growth in my life and it had to do with walking and memorizing verses. And I would just take um, a verse, maybe an encouraging verse from my quiet time, a verse that related to some of the things going on in my life, 
So I just write it down. And I started with just a note card. This is an old, probably 12 years old little index card thing I had. And I just started writing down verses like, I can do all things through Him who strengthens me. Be joyful always. Pray continually. Give thanks in all circumstances. And I would just go through and as I was walking, as a part of my prayer, I would just practice memorizing, meditating, and applying these verses. And it just goes through. The only thing that counts is faith expressing itself in love or through love. Um, but I encourage you to, to walk and review verses as you go. Adam, uh, let me see. Another one you might put right after that is turn your verses into prayers. Whatever verse you're memorizing, pray it to God. There's practicing it, but then there's praying it. There's so many good things to pray. A lot of these verses come straight out of prayers. Turn your verse into a prayer. Another tip here, memorize word for word. You know, sometimes we like to paraphrase and do things like that, but if you want a confidence, you know, if you want to paraphrase or improvise, I'd encourage you first to memorize it word for word and then go from there. You know, sometimes I like to take, uh, say, an NIV verse and just have it memorized, and then from there I take one word and I go, and by the way, on this word, the message says this, draws out that idea, or the New Living says this, and you can add different ones, like, you know, be transformed by renewing, um, by renewing of your mind. Is let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. But memorize one, and then add to it some other versions. In these uh, booklets that you have here, there's, I think there's like eight versions. This is like the latest, greatest tool of the navigators of, of this memory system. But I think they have, yes, eight translations, which includes now the message, the ESV, um, the King James, for those of you that like the King James still, for you and Kent and some others there. Um, but um, start with one main one. Don't jump around a lot. As you're doing these, I encourage you to memorize one set. Um, you know, I think like the NIV is just a real good one. And then if you want to add to that or add words or phrases that come from other versions to, to what you've memorized, I think that's great. So you don't want to be like, got one card from here, got one card from over there. Because then it just gets hard for anyone to maybe review your verses with you or something like that because they can't check and see, oh, the message, yeah, it sounds like a paraphrase, uh-huh. Um, but try to use one, one study and they'll do a word-for-word in the translation. There. Another one is, uh, I think Brad reminded me of this one as well, but when you memorize, say the, say the verse reference. Say the verse and then follow it up with the reference again. There's something about memorizing the reference to your verse that will be helpful um, some people call it the address. Memorize the address to your verse. Sometimes it'll be like, oh, I read this cool verse, and well, someone will work, and I find that one at, oh, I have no idea. I just, I just know I memorized it. You can check me on it, but I don't know where to find it. Um, and you know, I have a bunch of proverbs that I like, so that I can tell you a proverb. I know it's word for word. I just have to go get on Bible Gateway to figure out where it came from. So um, memorize word for word, but also memorize with the reference. Another one is this, as you're memorizing, maybe we come back to jogging again. Uh, pace yourself. Pace yourself. Yeah, it's, we have to remember the Christian life is a marathon, it's not a sprint. It's, we're in it for the long haul. Sometimes we go like, yeah, I'm fired up for memorizing. Memorize Genesis and Exodus and Numbers and uh, Deuteronomy and Leviticus are getting hard and then we just crash. Then I decide I don't even want to go to church anymore because I stopped memorizing with my ambitious goals that I had. Um, pace yourself. The way we're going to do this with church um, is just we're going to do one verse a week. I think there's uh, 50 plus verses in here. It'll take us just about a year, a little over a year. Um, so we're just going to go one verse a week as a church. 
And we're going to kind of probably throw them in to our teachings, maybe throw them in to the PowerPoint presentation, try to review it. You might practice in your, your house church, your small groups, to review them as well. But we're just going to take one verse at a time. And after a year, you're going to have, I think it's 62 maybe verses that are written on your heart, possibly for the rest of your lives. Some of these verses I need to review and get the dust off. Other ones I go, you know, I've had this verse memorized for 12 years, and it's still just as good as it was back then. Um, but we're going to try to memorize together this, this packet. Also, encourage you to memorize some verses on your own. You know, if this stirs on things, you might not have to talk, you know, your, everyone on your small group like, hey, you know, I personally decided that I'm going to memorize, you know, the whole book of Revelation. Do you want to join me in that? I encourage you to pace yourself. Go slowly. If you get some verses you want to memorize, don't try to, you know, push your desire to memorize onto others in a way that would burden them or get them started and then discourage them when they can't follow through. Pace yourself. Memorize verses personally. We're going to memorize them as a church. You know, our hope is that God is just going to really work in this church in new ways as we memorize together, that He will transform us as a church, that He will transform us personally, that He will help us grow more and more fit spiritually and and become more like Christ. So let's just pray and call it. Well, Lord Jesus, uh, we just thank you for your word. Lord, I pray that you would help us to catch its importance even as, as you told us that we should not live only by bread but on every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Help us to have your word be our fuel, be what drives our lives. God, I pray that you would help us to meditate on your word so that we can put it into action, so that we can unleash the power of your word that is living and active. God, I pray that you would help us to fight spiritual battles for the souls of others, for our brothers and sisters, for our households and families. Lord God, I just pray that um, you would transform each one of us. Lord, you know those places, those details of our lives that need your transformation. We ask that you would transform them. Lord, we ask that you would use just the Spirit of God and the Word of God to make us like the Son of God. We just pray this together in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right. Well, thank you guys for joining us. Next week we're going to continue the, the Extreme Makeover Life Edition. We're going to take a look at vision next week. So I hope you would join us for that and I hope you catch small groups this week. Thanks for coming. What's that? Yeah, well, the good question. Which verse to start with? Yes, charge. You know, um, yes, A1 is the first one here. There's, the verses have five categories of verses. The first one is called Live the New Life. So there's A is live the new life, B is uh, the next section, and that's proclaim Christ, C, rely on God's resources. But so the way these are ordered is A, B, C, D, and E, five categories. But within each of those is, uh, I think it's eight verses or twelve verses each of the C. Each one of them has a different number of verses, but I think there's eight, there's twelve in the A section here. So we're going to go A1 next week going to check you on verse A1. Maybe in a small group someone could check you for verse A1, which is 2 Corinthians 5.17, a very good one. So um, everyone, for this week, next week we'll tackle A2 and so on and so forth. Great question. Any other questions that I might have forgot along the way? No? Okay, make sure you use your little package, write your name in them. Uh, we have a few extras, but hopefully uh, you don't have, don't lose too many of them here. So anyways... We'll catch you guys in small bits here.